What's up? What is up, everybody? Hope, hope you're all having a good day. Living life. Um, today, I'm going to be reading part nine of The Gatekeeper. This is the newest part. Nobody's read it. Nobody's heard it. Um, well, actually, I shared it with my girlfriend, but nobody's heard it, so that's good. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to get right into it. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Part nine. Suicide letter. Dear friends and family, I finally made it. I have finally completed my journey to see the gatekeeper. I can't tell you how good it feels to have finally made it here. I am overwhelmed to say the least. Overwhelmed with so many different thoughts, emotions, and feelings. It seriously feels like a weight has been lifted from my shoulders. I honestly don't know how to explain this moment. All I know is I'm so happy to be here. As you remember, my journey has not been easy. The first place I made it to was the town of Heartbreak. Man, that was such a hard place to get through. I honestly wasn't expecting it. And then when I realized where I was, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I think I knew there was a chance that it would be on my journey. But for it to be the first place, that is the part that caught me by surprise. It really was like being on the edge of the universe. A place that felt so much like home, but at the same time, it was so dark and just uncomfortable. I remember the relief I felt when I realized I had finally made it out. Even though I learned how to find a bit of, a bit of comfort in it, I knew I couldn't stay there for long. It was kind of like going underwater for the first time. When you finally get the courage to submerge and everything just goes quiet and you feel that bit of peace, everything seems to sort of slow down. You know what I mean? And then just as you start to enjoy the feeling, you feel a panic start to creep in as the breath you're holding is reminding you that you need to catch some oxygen before you suffocate or drown. In the town of heartbreak, I found a way to be comfortable, but I was holding my breath to do so, and if I didn't find oxygen soon, then I'd suffocate. So, when I finally was able to catch that breath, it was such a comforting feeling. The whole thing is actually kind of ironic to me, how heartbreak could take your breath away, just like love can. Anyways, after the town of heartbreak, my journey continued. And along that journey, I wrote a letter to depression. I remember being, feeling alone. I started to feel a bit of sadness and was thinking about turning back and giving up on seeing, on going to meet the gatekeeper. I made it to a peak of the highest mountain at least from what I could see. When I got there, I found a spot to sit down. I sat there and tried to collect my thoughts. And all I could concentrate on was the rage that was slowly growing inside of my heart. 
It was a rage that I felt every time I thought about my dad's suicide. The same rage that I felt when I thought about Tyson's suicide. The same rage I felt every time I thought about suicide in general. And that's when it dawned on me. This rage was because of depression. That's when I pulled out my pen and paper and just let the rage flow through the ink of my pen. After I sent that off, I felt the motivation to continue again. It wasn't too long after that when I got a letter back from depression. Fuck him. That's really all I have to say. The audacity for him to say that my ambition isn't shit without his existence? <laughs> I think that was the first moment that I had a real thought of killing him. After that letter, I think I pretty much ran nonstop. That is, until I reached the city of loneliness. This place. I never want to step foot inside that place again. At least in heartbreak, I felt something. Even if it was pain, at least I had a feeling. Loneliness, however, it was just empty. Nothing. And the feeling of the noose around my neck, that is not an exaggeration. It literally felt like the noose was hanging from the moon. And as time went on, as the earth continued its orbit, my body slowly... My body was slowly being pulled from its surface. That place was worse than hell. Satan aspires to be like the one who created the city of loneliness. I never want to go back there. I won't. Which actually leads me to the purpose of this letter. See, after the city, after seeing and hearing my friends and family telling me they loved me, I was so motivated to continue. I knew my purpose, and nothing was going to get in my way. At least, I didn't think anything would. I'm unsure of how long it was, but after loneliness, I found myself entering the town of heartbreak again. Seeing the familiar territory, feeling the familiar feelings, it all seemed like a movie that I'd already seen. The beginning was an unknown, and I knew what I needed to do to get to the end. I knew exactly what to expect, but the pain? The pain still hurt the same. It was a movie I'd already seen. Nothing was unexpected, but the feelings were still unavoidable. It was a movie I'd already seen, and I didn't know why I was watching it again. I don't understand why I was being forced to see it all over again. I didn't want to. I never wanted to see it again. Yet there I was, being forced to watch it. And just like the first time, I couldn't go around it. There was no avoiding it, so I just went through it. Like the first time, I took my time to explore. And finally, I was able to move on. And then just like the first time, I had that moment of wanting to quit. I wanted to give up. I even tried to write depression again, but... The words I wanted to say, they just never showed up on the paper. I'm not even sure if I had words I wanted to say. I think I just thought since it worked last time, maybe it would work again, but it didn't. So I just kept going. And before I knew it, there I was, with that fucking noose around my neck. I couldn't do it again. 
I couldn't experience all of that again. I know how that movie ends too. I know how it ends and I know what it leads to. I can't escape this fate. So instead of pushing through, I just let the moon's lasso cinch around my neck. I let the moon pull me from the earth's surface. And before I knew it, I could hear a voice say, hello, old friend. I made it. This journey has led me exactly to the place I was hoping it would. I set out to, I set out to meet the gatekeeper. And now I can tell you exactly what he looks like. His stature is small and frail, skin and bones. His eyes are completely white. His head is more bald than mine. He is even weathered. He looks a thousand years old. His voice is as old and weathered as he looks. He is who I set out to meet, and here I am. But I am not here under the same conditions as I intended. A foolish ignorance it was for me to think I could see him without taking the same path as my dad, as Tyson, and all the others who have made it to this very place. I wish I was as strong as I thought I was. I wish I could make it through the town of heartbreak as many times as it may take. I wish I could navigate through the city of loneliness until I could finally see the day where my journey does not lead me through there anymore. I wish, I wish I could fight depression until the world would no longer need to fear him anymore. I wish I could blaze this trail that could take people from their journey to see the gatekeeper and lead them to a place far from his gates. I am not the person I thought I could be. I am weak. I am tired. I am ready to see what's on the other side of this gate that separates life and death. This letter is not to celebrate my journey as a, as a success. This is a suicide letter. This is not anyone's fault but my own. I ask that you don't wonder what you could have done. I ask that you don't wonder why. I ask that you always remember me for the things that I strive to be. I ask that you remember me for the man I intended to be and not the man who I came to be. I ask that you remember me. I love you all. Thanks for the love and support throughout my journey. I'm sorry that it has ended this way. I best be on my way. Love, Clyde. Ooh, man. This is a longer, longer one. <laughs> um, so yeah, this, uh, this is, this has been needed, needing to be written for years. Um, when I first realized, you know, what the gatekeeper was and what it could become, all I wanted to do was like share, you know, the, the metaphor of the journey was just to share my experience through, um, through the grief, through the, the struggles that I was going through, you know, with dealing with my dad's suicide, with Tyson's suicide, with all the, the, the attempts around me with, 
yeah, just just so much suicide and and uh so that's why you know the first the first uh town i i got to was heartbreak because that was the first uh thing that i felt after my dad's suicide it was it was just heartbreak um and then you know as as i continued to write and the next part of the gatekeeper is i wrote a letter to depression um I think I did a pretty good job in here kind of creating that metaphor a little bit better. Uh, you know, it's like I, I started to feel that rage build up inside of me and, you know, looking back and, and it, even as I wrote the, the letter to depression, I didn't re- quite realize that I was depressed I I did, but I didn't um, until afterwards, until after I wrote it. And then when I wrote it and I realized, man, I, you know, that came from a real place. Um, So yeah, in, in this, in this part, I wrote it, you know, this rage was, was because of depression. So I pulled out my pen and paper and just let that rage flow. And that's what I did with my depression for a long time. I just wrote. I just I just wrote stuff. Um and then uh the the last part of that, um I think that was the first moment that I had a real thought of killing him. So what you know what something that I I have often thought about it, at least my dad's suicide is that he was just trying to kill the depression. And so that's what I meant by that line. I think that was the first moment that I had a real thought of killing him. That was my way to kind of set up, you know, the the next parts of this, of this letter. Um, and so then, you know, I continue and then... Um, I talk about loneliness and how I never want to go back there. Uh, you know, the feeling of, of being lonely is one of the hardest feelings to work through, in my opinion. Um, it, it was for me. It still is at times. Um, I can be surrounded by so many people that love me and, and still get that loneliness feeling. Um, I, I have some thoughts and maybe some ways to, to help, you know, that have helped me get through that feeling, but it's still a hard one to, to battle. Um, and then I go on and, you know, after I got to the city or after I left the city, then my journey took me back to heartbreak. And so the metaphor there is, uh, the next real big heartbreak that I went through in my life was my divorce. And so that's, you know, the next time that I went through heartbreak, that's what it was. And it really was, it it was a lot of the, of the same familiar feelings that I had after my dad's suicide. Uh, it, it hurt quite similarly. It created a lot of the same or, or reinforced, enforced a lot of the limiting beliefs I had 
And so then, you know, I can remember sitting in my little basement apartment writing stuff after after my divorce. And I, I can't wait to read that on this podcast. I, I have some pretty good stuff. You know, I, I don't mean to sound cocky or anything, but I, I really enjoyed it. It it helped it helped me get through a pretty rough time, the the stuff that I wrote, but it's it's all about depression. And so the little metaphor here, you know, I, I say I try to write depression again, but I, I couldn't write to depression because I was actually writing about my depression at this point. And so it it wasn't ever able to be directed at depression. It was, you know, the the metaphor, I don't know. I I guess the metaphor is that I never sent it to depression. I I just kept it, right? I wasn't attacking depression. I was writing about my depression. And so then when I got to the town of loneliness again, um, this is the point in my life that I, I was face-to-face with suicide. And that's what I'm writing about here. You know, this has taken us back two and a half, three years ago. So this whole this whole part was not written from a current state of mind. I want you guys to know that I am I am far from thoughts of suicide. Uh I just kind of lost track and lost sight of where I wanted to go with this gatekeeper series until you know I I had I had this opportunity to start reading it on a podcast which has inspired me to want to create some more content. And so I had to go back to that time of my life and I was ready. I was ready. I say it often and, and I know that, you know, this is an easy thing to say or or whatever, but if I would have owned a gun, I don't know that I would be here today. Um I I really don't. And I was I was to that point. Um Thank goodness I I got out of that. And thank goodness for all the opportunities that I've had since then that have helped me so much to understand myself and my emotions and my thoughts. Uh, So anyways, this part is written, like, like I said, this whole gatekeeper series has been my journey through my grief and the the hard times that I've gone through in life and it it is about my depression you know the the metaphorical journey that I went on actually happened and so anyway I hope you guys liked it. This was definitely, you know, reading it out loud, I I didn't realize how, I don't know. I like it. I hope you guys liked it. Um, I do have a part 10 written, <laughs> so I can't wait to read that and, and release that. Um, I try to do these on Tuesday. I, unfortunately, I went mountain biking this past weekend and I forgot to take my wallet out of my back pocket 
and it had all my cards and my ID and I lost it on the trail. And so I went to go get new cards and I couldn't do that without ID. And in the little town that I live in, we can't get driver's licenses every day of the week. We can only do them on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month. And so long story short, uh, I had to freeze my cards and so I couldn't, um, I couldn't pay my subscription for my, for the host that I use for this podcast. And so I wasn't able to up, upload any content until today. Luckily there's good people out there. Um, somebody found my wallet and dropped it off in a couple towns away from where I live. And it ended up in somebody's hands that knew me and they contacted me. And so I went and got it today. So that was a cool thing that happened, but, uh, Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Um, I love you guys. Talk to you later.